0: After finally emerging from those freezing temperatures, we're excited this week to talk about beach camping. We had a great time beach camping on Mustang Island near Corpus Christi, Texas, and we're going to talk about lessons learned from camping on the beach this week on the RV Miles podcast. RV Miles is brought to you by L.L. Bean. L.L. Bean is a proud partner of the National Park Foundation. L.L. Bean and NPF share a belief that every community should have the opportunity and resources to experience the joy of the outdoors together. Through this partnership, they're not only helping people find their parks, they're helping protect, restore, and improve parks across the U.S. If it's outside, L.L. Bean is all in. Be an outsider with L.L. Bean. Welcome to episode 184 of RV Miles. I'm Jason.
1: And I'm Abby. And we are two full-time travelers who, along with our boys, Jack, Ethan, and Henry, are crisscrossing North America on one epic road trip. Each week, we talk all things RV and outdoors, from travel destinations to gear, industry news, our national parks, and a whole lot more.
0: We are finally in some warm weather, and it's nice. It's There's lots of bugs, but it's nice.
1: I can't keep up with the weather changes. <laughs> it's so humid today, and my hair has gone poof. <laughs> I, it has a mind of its own here in Mississippi. We're
0: coming to you from along the Gulf Coast uh, in the state of Mississippi, and there's lots of fog, lots of humidity, uh, but... Seventy degree temperatures, which but there's we'll
1: water <laughs> and power. Well, that's not, not totally freezing. true. The last not campground totally we were
0: at, at in uh, the Buccaneer State Park had a boil; was under a boil order.
1: That's true, but there was still water. We could still <laughs> it access existed. it. And yes. Nothing was frozen. So, <laughs> since we last talked to all of you, we have been to two campgrounds. We have made our way into. Louisiana. We went to Palmetto Island State Park, which is a park we've been to in the past that we absolutely love. Then we went over to Buccaneer in Mississippi, and we just left Buccaneer today, actually, just in time to record this podcast.
0: We uh, we have a lot to get to today on the yes. show, so let's jump right in. There were a ton of news stories that we talked about on a couple news videos on the RV Miles YouTube channel that you can check out. I'm not going to go through all of those today, but there are a couple that we want to touch on. The first one being the Winnebago Echo. And if you remember, we talked about the Echo when Winnebago did their big product announcement last fall. And this is a new motorhome. that's sort of Class B camper van sized, but it's shaped a little bit. It's very boxy, like a classy. Yes. It's not going to win any awards for being pretty. No but, swoops
1: and swirls, <laughs> though.
0: And it's just packed, though, with all kinds of goodies for people who are serious RVers. This was a, a an expert RVers RV. This is for people that want to boondock a lot. This is uh, just packed with little bits of storage and and for people that want to get off grid. It comes with solar built in a decent amount of solar over 400 watts from the factory
1: it was going to be our retirement (laughs) rv and it still might be it might be Um,
0: but the big news is that winnebago has canceled all the orders for one of the two floor plans of the echo the smaller echo is going to be built is being built it has not really been shipping to anybody yet but they're they're touring around a a model of it but there have been lots and lots of pre-orders but they've canceled all the pre-orders for the larger floor plan, which was going to be the 25-foot-long floor plan. And that one, I think a lot of people were excited about because mm-hmm. it didn't go, it didn't go too far into the wild and different, like the the one that they're actually producing does, because uh that the one that they've canceled had an actual black tank. The one that they're producing just has a cassette toilet, and people are very
1: no one's excited about apprehensive that. Apprehensive <laughs> about cassette toilets. Well,
0: they do have their benefits for yes. people that boondock quite a bit. That one also had a slide, so it had a little bit more room, a little bit larger kitchen space, and a little bit larger sort of hangout space. And uh,
1: It felt a little bit more like you could full-time in it, that it wasn't just sort of a weekend warrior or out on vacation type of RV. It was something that you could do sort of the more adventurous RVing, but still be able to live in it and function and not feel like you're just, you know, boxed in constantly.
0: So we don't know if, if they will go back to looking at that floor plan. But the reason they canceled it is in, through the a rep from Winnebago says to me um, in a very, very limited <laughs> statement Teeny that tiny. they were working on the prototype. Uh, essentially, and weren't happy with the results. It didn't really meet their standards. That's really all I got out of them. Uh, it's there's rumors that there's a possibility that they'll continue to l- sort of look at different floor plans for the Echo, larger floor plans, whatever it might be in the future. But but we don't know at this point. I think part of it, probably honestly, and this is a total guess, is that it's it allows them to focus on one thing. Yeah. You know, without okay, now we gotta put a slide in Now we gotta do a different instead of having an assembly line where we can build them all the same. That's a total guess. I have no idea, but it would make sense to me.
1: It would, and yet at the same time there are a lot of people. And in fact, we learned about this by someone who was purchasing this and they yeah. slid into our DMs and they said, Do you know anything about this? I've been told it's been cancelled, but I can't get any confirmation from the dealer. Didn't I, even nobody know. They knew were confused. yeah totally surprised. So I am a little curious why they chose to not do this one when there did seem to be so much excitement about it. That said, it's very expensive.
0: It is. It, it was one
1: hundred and thirty. Uh, no, it's one
0: hundred and sixty. Is the is the base price MSRP? Yeah. So you know they're going to go for less than that. <laughs>
1: but they're going to go for one one forty. <laughs> well, look, MSRP
0: <laughs> is such a meaningless number in the RV world. I have no idea where they come up with these numbers, but they end up you know generally something that is listed for an MSRP of seventy eight thousand dollars is generally going to be on sale on the dealer lots for 55. It
1: just makes you feel like you're getting a deal. That's all it boils down to in my mind is that as a buyer, when you see, "Oh, this is how much they say it costs, they're selling it to me for $25,000 less. Oh, I am getting such a sweet deal." Are you though
0: But when they go too far, you know, then you really then you feel like they're just made up. Yeah, now you're like, okay, you're just you're
1: yanking my that? leg here. Okay. You didn't
0: like base like you didn't take like this is what it costs to build and then we're yeah. gonna add in ten percent for profit. <laughs> yeah. You just said, Bleh.
1: Somebody just threw a dart at like a price board and they were like, That's how much we're selling this one
0: for. <laughs> anyway, I thought that was a really interesting piece of news. Also, Lithium batteries have one of the biggest challenges with lithium batteries has been getting them. You often have to order them and have them shipped to you or you have to go to an RV dealership and have them put in and all that sort of stuff. They haven't been available for you to just go, you know, pick up at a store. Well, now you can rely on lithium batteries are going to be sold in batteries plus stores, which is going to be super convenient for those of you that want to upgrade to lithium on a small scale um, or be able to build out a system over time which i think is the way a lot of us want to do it you know those lithium batteries are super expensive and nobody really wants to buy four at a time because that's going to cost you almost four grand
1: well i mean we do but (laughs) (laughs) some of us don't have it in the budget (laughs) no
0: no so that was in these two videos as well and then another uh piece of news harvest hosts the organization that allows you to camp on Wineries, farms, golf courses—all sorts of interesting places for sort of overnight boondocking. They're raising their rates; it's going up to ninety-nine dollars a year, starting year, April first. And uh, yeah, I mean they've they have rapidly expanded the offerings at Harvest Host. There are now lots and lots of locations to go to. Um, so in, in turn they're raising the price but they do have uh, an offer that they've given us to give you that gets you 15% off the current price so you can get that price the i think it's $79 a year it's right now
1: 79 and then with the discount so with the 15% off it becomes 6715 and then that gets locked in for life so it doesn't matter how often they raise the rates. As long as you keep your membership active, then you're in at the 67.15. Now, we know that I think last year when this came around and they did a big bump back in 2020, they went from 49 to 79. A lot of people were able to lock in that 49 as well. So again, as long as you just keep your membership active, whatever you're paying for right now is what you pay for it. So we'll put a link in the show notes, rvmiles.com slash 184. You can go and get it there.
0: We'll also just put it right in the description for, for this. So it'll be yeah. in the description of the video or on any podcast app. It'll be right there in that that description. So you can click on that link, and then there's a code HHFriends15 that you got to put in. Yeah. It, it tells you that.
1: I also think Miles, M-I-L-E-S, is a code that they've given us for 15%. I'm going to admit, it's it's a little confusing the different links and
0: codes that (laughs) they give
1: us every time things shift. But if you you click
0: that link, it tells you what the code is. So you don't have to worry about remembering it or anything. But the other thing I want to say is, like, I don't want to sound like we're encouraging you to, like, you must go get a Harvest Host membership because... There are just lots of memberships that we're all kind of expected to join as campers, and there are more and more. And Harvest Host is one of the better ones. It's one of the bigger ones, and people that do it really enjoy it. So if it's something that you have thought about doing and plan on doing, I would highly recommend doing it before April 1st so that you can lock in that $65, whatever it is,
1: right? (laughs) $67.15. This is just a PSA. It's just a PSA from us to you. It starts, I believe, April 1st. They said April in the press release. They didn't give like an actual date, but I would just say by April 1st, this is going to go up to 99. That's for the classic. 139 for the plus golf, which is the classic membership plus access to uh, golf courses, golf clubs. So if you're thinking about it, you might want to do it now. Um, but again, like this is just a PSA. You don't have to do it. There's so much out there. Find what's right for you and however you enjoy the road. Yeah, so. a lot of
0: people really enjoy Harvest hosts. It's it's not it's not something that is like the way to camp for free all the time. No, not it's, at all. Because
1: you are expected to um, to patronize ahead. that business. Yeah. Absolutely. And, you know, for us, we'll also be perfectly honest. Like for us, it's never really worked out for us. And with our kids and the way that we travel, I love the idea of it and I wish we were able to do more of it. But it's just not something for this family of five.
0: When we're when it's just the two of us. Right. When I'll we be can all, go to mm, like doing the wine tastings wineries, and going and crushing yes. the grapes and all that sort of stuff.
1: Breweries, yeah, I'm there. We'll be you, on top I'll, of that. <laughs> so there. But that's just not something that I can do with three kids. In a fun way. Three
0: very different kids. <laughs> who Very are loud. None very of them like the same thing.
1: Energetic. <laughs> adorable. Love them so, so much. We're going through a season with our kids right now. If you can't, you can't tell by the tone of our voices. And uh, I'm struggling as a parent to figure out this season. It's with weird because the kids. They're,
0: we've always thought, well, our kids are... Equally spaced three years apart. Yes. And we've always thought, oh, there's such a great spacing. And right now...
1: It's not. They're
0: just so different from each other. They're oh, such man. different ages. We got a teenager and we've got a, oh, a, a kid that's a little, little preteeny Figuring
1: it out. And then a young one
0: that is struggling to keep up with his older brothers and the one in the middle is caught between the two it's a it's it's a thing that all families deal with but yeah. but it's something right I'm now i'm so tired <laughs> i mean i actually
1: we had to stop this recording cuz the kids came tearing out of the rv screaming at each other. They were fighting. One was telling on the other and the other was screaming at the other one for telling on them in the middle. I mean <laughs> This is like, why
0: we don't have stickers all over we don't have our RV wrapped in <laughs> RV Miles logos.
1: <laughs> and I'm literally like, Oh stop it. You know, I mean I regardless if we were RV Miles or not, I would still be like, Oh my gosh, people are trying to enjoy their day. And here come, you know, Everson boys who, you know, who can who can get to mom faster? Mom! Yep. Who, who can get there faster? Who can tattle the first. Right, because whoever gets there faster assumes that they are the winner. <laughs> which is never They're the, the one case. that's not going to get in trouble. Right, and then I have to break out my really low, but like, I'm telling you right now <laughs> voice. You know, it's like one
0: more step. Uh, Oh boy.
1: Oh, okay. That felt good to get that out.
0: (laughs) Well, on that note, let's take a break and when we come back we're gonna talk about beach camping, which was an enjoyable experience with our kids. Remember
1: that (laughs) forty-eight hours of bliss? That's little did we know what was coming after that.
0: We'll be right back. Outdoor enthusiasts of all stripes will enjoy Pelican Gear on their adventures. Hard-sided Pelican Elite coolers are all made in America and are available in a wide number of sizes. Get a 20-quart for short day trips, a 50-quart for week-long adventures, or a wheeled 45-quart to keep the fun rolling along. Pelican backs all their hard-sided coolers with a lifetime warranty, too. RV Miles listeners can get a free venture tumbler when they visit EliteCooler.com slash RV Miles and spend over $100. RV Miles is brought to you by the world's largest nonprofit RV club, FMCA, which also happens to have the best roadside assistance going. For $129 a year for towables and $159 a year for motorized RVs, You can get FMCA's discounted group rate through the Safe Ride RV Motor Club, FMCA's trusted roadside partner since 2014. Available in the U.S. and Canada, services include towing to the nearest qualified repair center, fuel delivery, lockout service, tire change, battery boost, tech assistance, and more. You can even extend your coverage to additional family members living in your household and additional passenger vehicles. If you have a fifth wheel or a travel trailer, coverage applies to your tow vehicle as well. FMCA membership is $85 a year for your first year and $75 upon renewal, but with the code RVMILES21, you get $10 off instantly and you can join for $75 for your first year. To view a full list of benefits, visit FMCA.com or call them at 800-543-3622 and make sure to use that code RVMILES21 for $10 off your first year. It's time for the answer to last week's brain teaser, which went like this. I'm thinking of that proper place where death comes before dishonor, and age comes before beauty of face. Not a perfect place, there is still crime, but followed by punishment and hard time. Yet pearls are placed before swine, the cart before the horse, and the end comes before the source. But it's not a jumble, all in sure order is bound, giving meaning and history to sound. Can you now guess what place I've found? The answer is the dictionary. The dictionary death comes before dishonor, for instance, age comes before beauty, uh, and it's bound and it gives meaning to sound. It's the dictionary.
1: When you watch this back, you'll get to see how I acted that whole thing out.
0: Oh, I can't wait. I used
1: my mime skills.
0: <laughs> oh. Bet you
1: didn't know I had those in my no, bag of tricks. I bet
0: I I, yep. I didn't. I bet I didn't.
1: Never took a class.
0: We had the great fortune of spending a few days camping right on the beach literally RV on the sand uh, at Mustang Island State Park in the great state of Texas. And it was fantastic. And we learned a lot about beach camping. So we thought this would be a good episode to share some of those things that we learned with you.
1: Boy, did we learn a lot. <laughs> and you know, I will say one of the greatest
0: things about that, about it, though, was that we were camp- the, the the state park has a campground mm-hmm. and we were in the campground for a week or so before we we boondocked on the beach so we were able to kind of go down and feel it out out. and and talk to people that were doing that and get sort of some information so we have a a list of tips for your first time uh beach boondocking but if you do want to go to this specific beach
1: yeah let's give that information first
0: so this is mustang island state park which is in corpus christi texas and it is uh the campground itself is weird. We've talked about this in the past. It, the, the campground is... It's a parking it, lot. It's decent. It's a parking lot, but you With... the the sites are in sets of two, facing one facing the wrong direction every time, unless you have a motorhome and can go in the wrong way. Yes. If you're a trailer and you're in the wrong numbered site...
1: Which we were. Y- your
0: site is only within two foot wide. Yes. It's It's strange. And then you've got your picnic table on the wrong side of your tr- RV. Anyway. It's crazy.
1: So it's $10 a night to camp out on the beach, and that does have a limit. First come, first served, they allow just so many people out there, they never got anywhere near exceeding that limit the weekend that we camped.
0: It's a very, very long, yes. long beach.
1: Yeah, it's huge. And so in order to do that, you do want to get yourself a Texas State Park Pass if you do plan on camping throughout Texas. Otherwise you're going to pay a daily fee to a daily park fee. And so if you have this Texas State Park pass, you always get no matter how many nights you're booking, your second night for 50% off. So because we were beach camping for just two nights, it was only $15 total for us to do this. So it rounded out being 7.50 a night. Texas State Park pass is $70. It ends up paying for itself and it's already paid for itself and I think we've done well, we did one more campground than we intended to do in Texas, but, <laughs> <laughs> but it does pay for itself. I think after maybe three or four visits. So
0: I, I don't want to. Um, how do I put this? <laughs> I don't want to say that everybody should do this. Oh,
1: I don't want to say <laughs> uh, that either.
0: Uh, it, you really got to know if, if your rig is uh, able to do it. Now there were there were a couple big class A motorhomes out mm-hmm. there and some fifth
1: wheels and um, the, all fifth I, wheels. <laughs> I feel like
0: you i feel like you at least want a four wheel drive vehicle. Yes. I don't think I would have done this in our bus conversion.
1: Nope. No. Which
0: weighed a lot and No, uh... <laughs> and
1: in fact, the ranger did was very honest and did say that it's not they're not going to give you their blessing to go and do it. They're not going to tell you that you can't, you know, only you know, but they have seen many an individual have to have their RV, you know, towed out, dug out.
0: Yeah, and there are tow trucks that, that do yes. that. And, you know, we're on on—we're sort of on the lighter side. Our trailer's not super light. I mean, we're, we're still he- heavy um, as far as travel trailers go, but um, uh, lighter than most fifth wheels and motorhomes. We're at 9,000 pounds for the trailer and then the truck on top of that.
1: But the reason we felt so comfortable doing it, and you've already alluded to this, is that we had been in the campground for a week. So he- we had really been able to walk over there take a look at the sand, see how hard and compact it was for that time of year, really look at places that we wanted to go that we felt were going to be safe, how we wanted to get in there. We looked at the weather. What is that going to be? We factored all of that in so we didn't just show up not knowing what we were getting into.
0: And we drove on it in the truck before taking the trailer out. And I, I feel like that is one thing about a travel trailer combo is like we've got four axles of wheels on the ground, And if you're on a motorhome with two axles that have more weight on them, mm-hmm. I would be slightly more concerned about it. But like I yeah. said, there were lots of people doing it.
1: Yes, to each their own. You know your limits, you know your travel trailer or your rig and your truck and what you can do. So take that into account when you think about beach camping. If you can do it, it's absolutely amazing. And I will say that, you know, we've been on the road now for almost five years. This will go down in the book. Of like one of the best camping experiences we have ever had. It did have some very stressful moments <laughs> for me personally. Well, for you personally. Yeah, you yes. slept like a baby. I, I did not sleep like a baby. I spent my night staring at the tide, wondering how close it was going to get to us. That's another thing too I want to say about... Um, scoping this out before we did it
0: yeah we could see where the tide was coming in
1: yes and we were able for those few days to watch how that was moving so that we could plan accordingly and make sure we were far enough back on compact sand
0: well let's just let's get into the tips so that's one of the tips is to know the tide and there no no things about tides that we didn't really I i didn't realize that when the tide comes in can it can change drastically and it could it can, yeah, and it, it did can, on us. It can come in and not go out for for yes. eight hours, and then go out. We
1: learned so much about tides, <laughs>
0: lots of lots of <laughs> different stuff. That and I knew it wasn't totally regular, and it has to do with the moon and all that. But I didn't know how irregular it can be, and I didn't know yes. how differently it, it can come in. Like there are, there are magnitudes of tide, and you can there there are apps that you can look on websites that you can look on, and you can see what time the tide is going to come in and what the magnitude of it is going to be. Is it going to be 1.2, 1.4? That will tell you like, if it's going to be bigger or not.
1: So Abby had like a window of anxiety at high tide <laughs> that then would start to fade as high tide would roll out.
0: We were always fine. And we were totally uh, and be, fine. And that's because but, we scoped it out in advance and we went to the high end of it. But, yes, the, but the, the, we'll the issue get... is that you, the compact sand is the stuff that the tide has flattened, right? So mm. we were a little bit nervous to get into some of the fluffier sand. I feel like we should have gone into the fluffier sand.
1: And I was like, I'm not having that. You were wrong. (laughs) That is incorrect because we got out of there... And did not need a tow. So I was clearly But you panicked the entire time. Yes, I I did. (laughs) I know. I only panicked during high tide. Only most of the
0: time. If we had, if we had, so everybody was parked side. A lot of people were parked sideways along the beach. And I feel had we backed the trailer into some of the softer sand.
1: I think you. And then parked next
0: to that. Then we had, we would have the flexibility of putting the truck on the compact sand to pull the trailer out. But then we would still be far, far away from the tide.
1: I will let you experiment with that one time. I am not. Here's another thing. There's a difference
0: (laughs) between tide, what like the tide level, and where the water goes. Like so, like the the top crest of waves coming in. Like when you're, if the waves touching you for a couple minutes, that's not. You know the tide level, and that's not. Gonna... Anyway, there are just lots of things to think about. So you want to scope it out. You want to have a plan in place. You want to know what it what the tide looks like before doing it, and yes. know that you can find a safe spot.
1: Next tip for boondocking on the beach: keep your food simple. Don't look. You don't need to create some fancy charcuterie. Is that? I don't even know if I never <laughs> want to say it. I just want to say charcuterie. You don't need no charcuterie boards. Okay, <laughs> that does not need to happen. See, um, I
0: think that's simple. If that's no, your lunch, No, that's there's simple. a
1: difference between just setting out some cheese and salami that's, and that's, making a board. That's okay, it. it's a whole, <laughs> that's a whole, d- listen, just just search the hashtag, okay, and you will go down a rabbit you hole. You got to
0: spell it first. Yeah, <laughs>
1: charcuterie. So keep it really simple. That's what we did. We did not plan any really big fancy meals. We had one brunch on Saturday morning where we had mimosas and we did make a quiche, but it was a really easy quiche and all. And it was a pre-made crust and nothing fancy uh, popped it into the oven. Yeah. I mean,
0: sometimes those things are the simplest things oh, because it's I one could, dish oh. you put it in the oven and
1: quiche is like breakfast pizza yeah. to me. <laughs> I could eat quiche and frittatas every single day. It's like, because they can, they can change so much just like a pizza. I could eat pizza almost daily and I could probably go two weeks without eating the exact same type of pizza.
0: So we, uh, as many of you know, we don't have a generator anymore. No. Thanks to
1: Somebody whoever in we donated to in Montana. Yes.
0: Um, so part of what we were doing also was just trying to just conserve energy. And mm-hmm. um, so we weren't spending a lot of uh, uh, electrical energy on cooking. No. So that was one of the reasons too, that we were keeping things simple so that we didn't have to deal with that we didn't have to have like a generator on to run air conditioners we weren't run, even though it was hot we were we were outside the whole time the so we weren't running an air conditioner or anything the weather was beautiful though
1: yeah. the weather was really really lovely right but if I we had it. crammed
0: ourselves inside and were cooking all the time oh, it might yeah. have been, it might not yeah. have been as great
1: i mean we set up our dynamite. we slapped the blackstone on top of it and that's where we did the bulk of our cooking we you know we made tacos and just really, really, really simple meals. Just do yourself a favor because at the end of the day, what you want to really just do is sit in your beach chair, drink your margarita, and stare at the gulf. You don't want to be cooking. <laughs> so there's that tip. The next one is that the outdoor shower is going to become your best friend. Hey,
0: we actually use the outdoor shower. We
1: did, took us two years I, I
0: use it actually i use it a lot to wash my hands when i'm doing yeah. dump stuff gross but uh but we rarely use it for other reasons it's not a shower i don't know why we call them showers it's a, hose. It's a sprayer
1: it's an outdoor hose but
0: we you know we had 40 gallons of water going into this and only spent we two left. nights out there and we left with nothing
1: we left with like Two gallons of water.
0: Because we were spraying those kids off every chance we had Mm -hmm. before they came into the house.
1: Yeah. And that was great, too. So they would go over there and we had our mat from Blue Ridge Chairworks and we used that to try and eliminate. We also laid out our... Sea Gear sand mat. That's another tip. That if you have a sand mat, this is obviously the place you're going to love having that mat.
0: Sea Gear makes. Uh, they make their sand mat is really awesome. It's just it's a beach mat, but they also make it in sizes that are perfect for RV rugs. So you can actually use it as your regular outdoor rug for your RV, and uh, and then then you can just use it on the beach as well. They're fantastic.
1: So here's a tip though about these sand free mats or just a mat in general if you lay one out in front of your RV if the tide begins to come in and it starts to wash over <laughs> said mat, it is going to leave parts of the gulf. and it's also going to wet down that sand well, the, in if, between the two the, layers the, yeah <laughs> the mat sand free
0: mats have two layers and this that allows the sand to go them but if there is sand inside those two layers before you've shaken it out and that sand gets wet it can't come back out the other side nope so we learned nope. that when we cleaned up <laughs> we that did. we had like a mound of sand inside our sand free mat
1: and so maybe this is where you're asking yourself well abigail how close did the water get to you guys it
0: got to our doorstep it got to our
1: doorstep <laughs> and so now you know and why abby was up all night because high tide at this time of year, and we were there in February, was about 6.30 p.m., 6.30 a.m. So, all, look, no, it, listen. The
0: actual water was a good 40 feet away. This was just is, the very tip is, of a wave running over us. <laughs>
1: that is false It was. No, it's not. So, Friday was beautiful. <laughs> Saturday, The wind shifted and it got way more intense than it was supposed to be. And because it was coming out of the south, it was pushing that gulf. It was pushing it and it was so loud. And I have to say there's a difference, I think, between the beautiful, gentle sound of the gulf waves when you sleep at night and literally what sounds like the ocean is at your front door. (sighs) (laughs) Over and over, I did not sleep Saturday into Sunday. I was very tired. Everybody else in my house they slept. It was wonderful.
0: I slept like a baby.
1: I was up constantly, and I would grab my phone and I'd turn the flashlight on and I'd be looking out the window, like just trying to watch where the tide was rolling. (laughs) And this is what I did all night long. And thankfully it was like full moon too. What are you gonna so-
0: do about it at that point though? I'll I mean <laughs> get
1: in the truck and be like, I will see you. <laughs> like that's what I will do. I will be like, I will all be right. over at the campground. Let's move on
0: to the next tip. So
1: the next tip is sunblock, sunblock, sunblock. It's really deceptive to camp out on the beach certain times of the year when the weather is so delightful. A love
0: overcast and it, uh, you know it, but, uh, fog and stuff like that but still sun.
1: Our, everybody got burnt. I completely didn't think about it on Friday. Again, we had beautiful weather on Friday, but it was just it was like 70, 71, but it was so sunny.
0: And you're there longer than you yes. would be if you went to a beach day visit, right? You're well, there all day long.
1: And we were outside all day long. I, I just didn't think about it. And those poor little children, their little tops of the little feet got more. Yeah, Little Hanny was like peeling skin off the top of his feet. I felt <sighs> awful. So sunblock, sunblock, sunblock. Hats,
0: like, hats all that.
1: You know, put a buff on, like just just treat it like it's summertime, and you're going to be blasted with the sun all day long.
0: Uh, so I think probably the biggest tip is to wash your rig right away afterwards. And I I would actually and go further truck. to say, yeah, your whole rig, whatever uh, you the whole setup. yes. I would go further to say wash and wax your rig. Don't don't need a hand wax, but use like you know the at the car wash this the the spray nozzle with wax. Who knows if any wax actually comes out of that? It's it's up for debate. But, But use that before you go and then wash afterwards as well, just to make sure that you're not getting any salt corrosion on your rig. And because it can happen very quickly, and you know, some of our stuff was real creaky right afterwards. Like, yeah, our, the
1: awning is still our, a little creaky. Our jacks
0: and our, the, our slide were all they were all creaky. And I oiled everything afterwards. Stairs and don't come out as
1: easily as they used like, to. This is
0: not something I would do for <laughs> weeks at a time, right? No, I and, feel like
1: this really is a two or three yeah. night top because of that salt exposure. Yeah. you know, um, and I will, I will say though to. Wrap all of this up. You know, that is our biggest tip. Make sure you get everything wiped down. You are going to find sand for weeks. I'm still finding sand. (laughs) Um, But really what we want to say about all of this is that you can do this without any fancy gadgets. Okay. We did this for two nights using just two regular old Walmart batteries on the trailer. No generator, no solar. We had our Blackstone, which was our primary food source. You know, our fridge runs on propane. We had all the comforts that we needed. We had our Lucy lights, which we would charge up during the day because they were solar powered. So we would just charge those up all day long. And then we would have them at night for light so that we could conserve some of the battery. Um, I had my GSI outdoor kettle. And then I had my Overlander French press. And so we always had piping hot coffee in the mornings, which is essential.
0: I want to add one little bonus tip yeah. that I, I really think is, impo- oh, a is bonus. important to mention. Is, yes, sco- scope out the site and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. But talk to the people that have been doing it for the last few days. Yeah. And that's kind of what we did. And in, in, in you can get a lot of information about like where the best place is to park where the tides are and all that sort of stuff you, you can, can do learn up- a
1: lot yelling at somebody inside their rig while you're standing out on the beach and they're like why is this crazy lady <laughs> yelling at me who's going did the tide come up to your house and then they're <laughs> opening the window and they're like huh <laughs> you can you can learn a lot from people like that
0: so that was our experience beach camping it was fantastic it we're was. definitely going to do it again it was it was a wonderful wonderful experience it felt like It felt like we were in the Bahamas. It really did. (laughs) It did,
1: except without the cabana. But, you know, in a season right now of family strife at our house where things are just a little rough, to have that weekend where it seemed like everybody was at peace with what we were doing and everybody was just at peace with each other and with life, that was so incredibly special. And if I could plop those kids back down into the sand, I absolutely would. Uh, but if this has been something that's been on your list to do, this is a great place to go and do it because there is a lot of control, I feel like, you as the camper can have to make it the best experience for you. And, you know, another thing we did, and we didn't mention this, and I'm going to just mention it briefly and then we'll move on, is you can access the bathhouse after you're done camping because it's, it's there. You, you access the beach in the same way that you would come in to access the campground. So what we did after this forty eight hours of sand fest where just the kids were covered top to bottom in sand is we took them over to the bathhouse and we showered everybody up.
0: They even have outdoor showers there. I mean it's yes. it's meant for it's, people yes. that have gone to the beach and gone swimming and stuff like that. Right. And you well. have access yeah. to it
1: as a camper in the park. So we utilized that yeah. and got as much sand out of everyone and as we could that's before. The, that's moving the best on.
0: place that's the best reason to do it at this place because You have that. You also have the water fill. You have the dump dump station. station. You have all that stuff that you can use without having, you know, without having gone somewhere else where it's just a beach.
1: Yeah, it was really great. And we do encourage you, if it's something you're interested in, to give it a try and don't feel like you have to have a ton of fancy gadgets in order to do it.
0: All right. We're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to have our fresh tank, black tank segment and the new brain teaser. When it comes to RV travel, weather safety is a top priority, which is why the Highway Weather app provides weather forecasts for road trips along every point of your route, adjusted to your time of travel. You can compare forecasts, get recommendations for the best time to head out, get severe weather alerts, add rest stops to long trips, and more. Did I mention all of that is included free in the app? For subscribers, there's a hands-free background feature to automatically alert you to upcoming bad weather. To download the app, visit highwayweather.io today or look for it in your iOS or Android app store. It is now time to check the level of our tanks. Abby, what is in your black tank this week?
1: Uh, my black tank goes to no
0: Oh, my goodness. They, they are the worst.
1: are eating us alive. <laughs> They're so
0: worse than mosquitoes.
1: Oh, wow. So uh, it wasn't so much Louisiana that did us in. It was Mississippi. And if I thought I had it bad, Jason, you I, look uh, like you have chicken pox on it, your legs. It's rough. yeah. It's really bad. And I am one who doesn't get eaten by mosquitoes. Like, they're not interested in me. They love Jason. They love Ethan. And they love Henry. They want nothing to do with me. So when I start getting bit, that's when I know it's bad. And my ankles and my forearm and, like, even on my shoulder... They're just—they're everywhere. Yeah, no
0: seams, and they—they they can get oh. through. They can get through our screens. On, yes. our, on our trailer.
1: And we've had some really lovely nights where I have wished that we could have the windows open and sleep with the windows open, but I cannot have them inside. Like I—they're just—they're—they co- covered the ceiling. I don't even know if it was all they're... those CMs, but. There were just tons of tiny little little bugs. bugs. I mean, so it's a combination inside of, like, noceums and gnats, and it's just too bad. So we've had to keep everything closed up. So, I mean, even if you're watching this video, you've probably seen me throughout this podcast scratching at, like, my ankle or at my arm because I can't. Oh, look, there's one. (laughs) (laughs) Just smack you in your face. Oh, sorry. I thought there was one on your nose. Excuse me. Oops.
0: (laughs) All right. What's in your fresh tank?
1: Okay. So my fresh tank goes to Hootie the Owl RV. Okay. listen. Yeah. Uh huh. So we watched this RV roll in at Buccaneer over the weekend. And if this is you, I mean, look, I'm going to tip my hat to you because this RV on the passenger side where the door is had this giant, completely covering owl on the side of it. Wings spread wide, gloriously soaring on the RV. And We, then these... we
0: watched that thing cut like the second it pulled into the gate. We were like, <laughs> look at that.
1: Jason, I'm standing there at the door. Jason, Jason had just gotten out of the shower. And I'm yelling, Jason, Jason, get over here. Come quickly. I don't care what you're doing. And he's like trying to get himself dressed so he can come see. I'm like, you have to see this. And this. It's, it's, it looks like a barn owl. I don't know. Look, I don't know my owls and I don't know my birds. Okay. So it could not have been a barn owl, but it looked like a barn owl. And it, it, it was, I mean, it went from this and this wasn't a small trailer. I mean, this was probably in the 30 ish foot range, covered the whole thing. And then it had these pops of circular reds and oranges and browns like at the front of it. This was a custom job this job is not for me. This is nothing I would ever do on my RV. But the reason why it gets my fresh tank is because, A, boy, you must really love owls, okay? Like, you just must love them. But I think that that, to to do that and to be like, I am going to spend the kind of money I have to spend to put a custom, like, paint job on my RV and own that, you know, I mean, look—you are making a statement without maybe saying it Maybe they it themselves. Maybe mm-hmm. I, maybe I just—they get my fresh tank because I—I I think it's very bold. It was cool, and I—I I would never do it, but I have mad I would respect. Do it.
0: I would totally. do you it. You
1: would put a giant owl. Well, if that if owls side... were my, if
0: owls were my thing, I mean, I would put my thing, whatever my thing. What's is. What's your I would thing, put my... Jason?
1: Like, what uh-huh. if you could put a thing right now? It, like so, if I put a giant coffee cup, I think my thing is RV. Side. So
0: I paint an RV on the side of my RV. <laughs> so if
1: I let's let's say, for instance, if I if I drew like a giant <laughs> coffee pot pouring no, like, into a, a okay. into a cup of, a a mug of coffee, would you like would a, you be okay? No, with that? I would do
0: like a mountain scene mural or something like that.
1: You just put Old Faithful yeah. on the side, or absolutely giant. Okay, hey, you know what? Like this individual, you do you. What is your black tank this week?
0: I talked about this a little bit on one of those news videos I put out. but I want to go into a little bit more depth here at the moment. Deep dive. The National Association of RV Parks and Campgrounds is lobbying state legislatures across the country to create a liability shield for campgrounds. And the way they put it is that camping is a natural experience. And you're going to come into contact with wildlife. You're going to have tree limbs fall. You're going to have, you know, sort of injuries and uh, damage to your rigs and stuff like that based on the fact that you're in the outdoors.
1: Fine. On land that we own.
0: That That's that. I get it. That makes sense. Uh, to an extent. <laughs> yeah. But I, Does it make sense? I don't know. If I am in. I don't know. Say uh your kids are playing on the grounds at your church and a tree branch falls. Like why did why does the campground get a liability shield and that church doesn't? You know, I they why are different businesses their businesses that are outdoors different? And their argument is that like ski resorts in a lot of states have a liability shield for instance um, because you're, you know, dealing with avalanches and stuff like that. And in, in order to so that you know, they're they're saying that they're trying to protect from frivolous lawsuits. And you know, frivolous lawsuits are a thing, but they're also a thing that's been overblown by other lawyers who are trying to make it sound like frivolous yeah. lawsuits are this, this terrible in thing. In order
1: to get what they want. Right. They exist. Passed. They yes. exist.
0: I'm not saying that they don't exist. But but do campgrounds deserve some sort of additional liability? I don't know. Maybe they do, and I think that's fine that that conversation is happening. This is my concern. This organization is the same organization that put out draft legislation and passed it around municipality after municipality to ban overnight camping in in different cities and counties on parking lots. So when you when you see all of these walmarts now and cracker barrels and what have you saying you can harvest host locations saying that we can no longer let you camp overnight because there's a city law that says people cannot camp overnight in this parking lot this organization is the one that caused a heck of a lot of that like they had lawyers draft up legislation to be passed and it was an attempt, a very blatant attempt, to make sure that in these municipalities that RVers were going into the RV parks and not camping in the Walmart parking lot. Hmm. So is this organization after our best interest as campers? No, they're after the best interest of these campgrounds. So when they're going to lobby for these laws, they're trying to get the best protection from these campgrounds. So. you you don't want to get in a situation where it's impossible to sue a campground for some severe negligence. I mean, we've all been to campgrounds where the wiring is clearly, you know, been not done by a licensed electrician. I literally looked
1: over at the electrical box as you started to talk and I was like, "Mm -hmm."
0: where building codes have clearly not been followed, where buildings have been construction, where there are dead trees that have not been taken care of. I know somebody whose wife died because a tree limb that had not been taken care of fell on her. I mean, serious stuff like that happens. And
1: we're in a campground right now where Ethan watched a tree fall over.
0: Look, sometimes you're in nature and yeah, it is nature. That's fine. But sometimes it was that campground's fault and that you should be able to bring that to a court of law where that decision gets made. It should not be, you should not be just completely banned from suing a certain type of business just because that business is a certain type of business. That's my feeling on it. And again, like I said, my biggest concern about this is this idea that it's this organization that I yeah. have a hard time trusting. So
1: yeah, that I think is the real, like just yeah. really gets under your skin is who's doing it. So you I, we bristle immediately because yeah. it doesn't feel like a, a good middle ground for the camper versus the campground because you know it's always got to be camper versus campground like that's this world we live in now
0: that's that's my that's my black tank
1: mm, that's your black <laughs> tank all right what is your fresh tank this week
0: my fresh tank is is a feature my favorite feature on our new truck
1: oh my gosh I, you know, but here's I the thing. knew you were gonna
0: <laughs> this is <laughs> look my dad um I remember when my dad came home with, new, my dad has had a lot of cars over the time that um, I've been alive.
1: I mean, <laughs> He's since Jack's been alive. <laughs> at least probably
0: a good 30, right?
1: I love going to your parents' house because I never know what's going to be in the driveway. It's, it's so exciting.
0: <laughs> and I remember when he came home, I think it was a company car back then, but in, in like the mid-90s, the Lincoln Town Car, you know, I mean, that hey. was, that was the car then, oh, like, you know, baller and, but that thing had a keypad on the side of it that you could punch in <laughs> and be able to get in without a key. And I thought that was the most amazing thing. Yeah. Right. The, and those were kind of all the rage for a so little fancy. while and then they disappeared. Well, Ford has just, they have just put their, you know, their, the line in the sand there, they have, they're not getting rid of those. Mm-mm. They keep them on the trucks. Um, yeah, um, they're not available on all of them, but if it's an option on all of them and ours has that keypad on the side and it is the greatest thing to be able to not have to, if you've got to get something out of the truck and your keys are inside, you don't have to go inside and get them. If you're hiking on a trail, you can leave your keys in the truck. If you're going to the beach and swimming, you can leave your keys, your wallet, and your phone in the truck, and then you can just punch the code in to get in. Love it.
1: Jason, be honest why we love it. Because we can lock our children out of it, and they can't get in when we are trying.
0: They couldn't get Yes, you can just go up. You don't have to have the keys on you, and you can just go up and press the button to lock it. That's it. That's just as good. Listen,
1: let's be honest about this, because our kids have this habit of every time they step outside, they cannot wait to get back inside. Yeah. And so we'll go somewhere. And a lot of times now, you know, we've talked about this. When we get takeout now, we eat in the back of the truck. You know, we go park somewhere and that's how we do it. These kids will consume that food and all the while they're just like, how quickly can I get back inside the truck? How quickly can I get back inside the truck? Just got to not
0: give them the code. No, no.
1: And so I just know the other day you were like... Get out. I literally and you, I you dropped the keys in there and then you locked it and you were like, well, Jack, you're like, What are you gonna do?
0: Jack Jack and I raced to he was trying to get in and <laughs> and I beat into it and pressed the button to lock the, you're it. You're like sorry, you gotta spend time with your family. Thing. So I can unlock and lock and I know this is like now this is like this is old school now too. You're really but I can unlock yourself. and lock it from the app as well. So I've got the old school keypad and I can use the app as well. Love it. Don't have the fancy keys that you can keep in your pocket and you just touch the door and it opens, but I'll take my old school keypad any day. (laughs) Let's wrap this episode up with a brain teaser. I've been drawn by the artist these days and of old, yet I'm seen only when all around me is cold. For most of the time, you just live and ignore me. Then you gasp for me, stop for me, mutter below me. You might say in surprise, I've been taken away, but it's true. I've been with you at least till today. When I leave you, you'll leave too. Who am I? very similar brain teaser to last week's brain teaser
1: I act like totally I don't answer. yeah I act like I don't know what it is but I'm the one that selected yeah, it so you know it I know what it is
0: we'll have the answer to that and a whole lot more on next week's episode of the RV miles podcast yes
1: we will and hey if you are enjoying the show would you do us a favor and head over to Apple podcast and leave us a five-star review your review is helping put RV miles in front of new listeners every single day we are blown away by the amount of people that are joining us now every single week. And that is because of you. So thank you so, so much for what you do to support RV Miles. And hey, we also want to remind you that we finally put together that RV Miles Amazon store, that one we've been saying we were going to do for about two years now. So if you are looking for past gear recommendations or something that we mentioned on a fresh tank or in any of our camping or gift guides, go over to amazon.com shop slash rvmiles. We'll put it in the show notes at rvmiles.com 184. And you can find all of those things there. Anything you purchase in the store, full disclosure, does give us a little kickback. We use that to increase what we're doing here at RV Miles and build better content every single day for you. So thank you again for your support join our Facebook group, find us across social media. And until next week, be well, please wear your mask and keep logging those RV miles.
0: Bye everybody.